Thank you for joining us for part three of ARM's Who Do We Use This Time? GPO or Local Self-Contracting Compliance and Alignment, where the group considers how compliance can be achieved. So let's talk about aggregation and more importantly, alignment. Um, Jay, you and I have had some talk in the past with unprecedented growth in the GPO market, whether that's through membership, explosion or transmission um, or merger. Um, is it possible to drive alignment within a national GPO? Yeah, and I think you can drive alignment in, in any form of aggregation. It's just the, the key to alignment, in my mind, is that you've got to have a group of like-minded individuals, hospitals, or healthcare systems that, that all agree that they're not going to get 100% of everything they want, but they're aligned around a common goal of, of aggregating spend, coming to consensus and driving value through both the sourcing activity as well as um, any of the, the clinical activity that they want to, to look at as well. One of the things that, that I like to tell people is that, that aggregation matters. It does. But bigger doesn't always mean better. It's really about alignment. And if you can align and then aggregate, I think you find the best of all worlds. Um, there are multiple models that are coming together today to try and fill a void that has been created by the, the typical historical GPO model, whether that's the Regional Purchasing Coalition or whether it's some of these clinically generated uh, groups of, of hospitals and health systems that, that, that form some form of collaboration or integration and, and supply chain kind of gets thrown in, in the mix. And I think there's a, a bit of a naive approach to, to looking at aggregation without alignment. And without that alignment, you're really not going to be able to work with the supplier community to drive value for them. And, and if, if the supplier community perceives no value for them, they're really not going to be interested in providing any value toward that, that model or that aggregation. So, you know, I, I would tell you that, that alignment is critical. It's absolutely critical. And more often than not, when we, you know, people use the words alignment and compliance together, and, and I think there's a negative connotation to, to the word compliance, but the way I choose to look at it is if you put alignment before your sourcing activity and then you, you source, compliance is just a logical outcome of that of that alignment and of that positive sourcing activity that it's in line with, with the, the aligned goals of, of that, what I would call a common group of, of, uh, of members. Okay. Michael, can you speak to that concept of alignment and compliance and more importantly, or I guess specifically, is it possible to have alignment without compliance? So I don't think it is. So I'm just going to rephrase a little bit. I'm going to say clinical alignment. Because remember, I'm dealing with a lot of physician preference and in purchase services, which could be dialysis and other clinical deals. So I wholeheartedly agree that if you get aligned, in our case, clinically aligned first, we have our physicians, our nurses, our pharmacists, whatever the projects are that are clinically aligned, same-mindedness from one hospital to the next, to our whole 72 hospitals, it really makes compliance a lot easier. At the end of the day, Politics come in, different things happen, but clearly if we spend the time and energy beforehand 
to get clinically aligned, I absolutely believe compliance comes. And I think what more vendors are looking at today, instead of just aggregation, is moving market share. So if you clinically align, you bring that compliance and you help a vendor go from fifth to second in the market and really drive their percent market share, I think that's a real win-win for the vendor and for us. Okay. Preston, can you kind of talk about um, compliance and alignment at the local level from a single independent hospital? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I did a lot of thinking when we, when we talked about doing this panel. And, uh, you know, from, from my local hospital perspective, I think they're pretty much the same. I mean, if, if we have alignment, we will have compliance. And, you know, the word compliant is such a negative word. And I, I really think that we as Americans in particular really hate to be told what to do. And, uh, you know, we need to take account of that. And so by saying to people, we need you to comply, they're not as responsive as they are if we say we need you to align. So I started trying to use the other word last week, and I talked to my OR nurse, uh, head OR nurse that wanted a product, and I said, well, you know, that really doesn't align with our GPO, that, you know, we should really try this product because it aligns with our GPO. And she said, oh, well, that's a good idea. We should do that. And, you know, before I would have used the word comply, and we would have had a long, dragged-out fight that went on for a week or two, and then eventually she would have looked at the at the uh, the GPO compliant product. But we didn't go that way because I didn't use that negative word. I started with the more positive word of alignment. Okay. If I could Thank just you. piggyback on that sure. just for a second, so I, I've heard compliance is a negative negative connotation, but I got to tell you, I don't look at it that way. Um, what we have received from vendor after vendor is if Oshner says it's going to do something, they usually do it, and they call it a say-do ratio. Mm -hmm. They constantly tell us our say-do ratio is very high, and we interpret that with them, with our own hospitals, as a great compliance. We literally monitor what percent compliance by hospital. So I, I understand well, how it could I be taken negatively. But in our case, oh, I, we're, we're I think to of it positively in my end because I'm with my GPO in the 90% compliance. <laughs> but from the perspective of the end user, I'm starting to use the word alignment with our GPO instead. And it's had a different well, impact good. on the yeah. end user. Yeah. Uh, not, not, I still certainly okay. will monitor compliance. But yeah. from their perspective, they don't feel like I'm trying to tell them what to do. Uh, they feel more uh, involved in the decision if they're just trying to align yeah. with the GPO. So, absolutely great. But if we are clinically aligned from the beginning, so our, our job is to spend a lot of time ahead of time getting people clinically aligned so they understand the commitments that we're about ready to make. And so if we're clinically aligned, that means we're all in agreement. If we pick this vendor or this vendor, we will be able to comply. So that's why it's, it's yeah. for us. It goes back to the say-do ratio. If, we, if you want to keep a high say-do ratio, which vendors tend sure. to like, and will help drive your costs down, uh, we buy into that 100%. Thanks for listening. We hope you will complete this education series by going to Part 4, where you'll find a conversation on what providers should expect of their GPO partners.